If you follow this podcast, you know I'm not a fan of transacting cash for pizza unless the proper pieces are in place. And while I'm officially a hypocrite for breaking my own rule, I don't regret my decision. What's happening? What's good, though? It's your boy, Idrif. Today is just going to be a solo episode of me talking about my catering gig. Usually, we interview pizza makers, pizza bloggers, pizza lovers, the like. So make sure to follow the show or subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, for those who follow the podcast pretty regularly, you know that when I want to get my reps in for making pizza or learning how to operate a business, I host a charity pop-up or do free events for friends and family. But when a friend of a friend asked me to cater her daughter's first birthday party, I really had to sit down and think before turning this one down. In this episode, I plan to share how I weighed out the risk versus reward, go into details about the event, specifically the preparation, and finally, talk about profitability. I challenge you to listen to the end and see if this event was even worth me doing. I first would like to outline the risk of doing these types of jobs, operating as, let's call it what it is, an illegitimate business. The fact of the matter is that in my county, you need permits to operate, and without it, you can get shut down in the middle of your event. Operators should also have insurance as good practice. For example, if someone were to get hurt by touching one of my 900-degree ovens or has an allergic reaction to my food, I'm left to defend myself. And what a scary thought that is. But in weighing out the bad, I also had to weigh out the good. Lately, I have been eager to get more hands-on experience with pizza. And while I talk and think pizza 24-7, my actual experience making it is nowhere near that. And since I'm very interested in learning more about catering as a business, what better way to learn than to experience it firsthand? Now, if you're thinking, but Idrif, couldn't you have just done another charity event like you usually do and eliminate some of that risk of you transacting cash? Well, having done a few events under my belt, I knew that a 40-person event for this first birthday party was going to need a dedicated team. And asking people to show up out of the goodness of their heart to do a charity event poses the risk of people not showing up. But when I say, hey, I'm going to pay you $30 an hour, there's a greater incentive to show up and not flake. Also, I wanted a better understanding of the cold, hard data. What are people willing to pay me for my services? And how much would I actually make? Aren't those good pieces of information to have if you're looking into doing a catering business? And the only way to really know is to do. Imagine if I did make this another charity event and I told the client, just pay for the ingredients and donate however much you want to charity in return for the services. How much would they actually donate? And Even if I did tell them amount, are they willing to donate that amount because it's going to charity? Would this amount actually represent what people are willing to pay in the market? Or are these just hypothetical numbers? And having that type of information is key to figuring out if this business is worth pursuing even further. The one thing that pushed me over to finally do it was the price. And not because it was a life-changing amount of money. When she asked me how much would the services cost, I thought to myself, what's a high enough number to where I think she would say no? Essentially, I wanted to price myself out of doing the job, but I was still kind of interested to see 
how much she'd actually pay. Well, I either undershot, gave her a good deal, or she had plenty of money to blow. Because when I told her that for a group of 40 people, it would cost her $1,200, she instantly DM'd me back and said, yes. And at that point, I was fully committed. Welcome to the What's Good Dough podcast and get ready to level up. But before we continue with the show, I want to introduce you to my two show sponsors, Uni Pizza Ovens and Cordo Olive Oil. Let's start with Uni. They are the number one pizza oven company in the world with the best community there is. Because of their ovens, I have made some of the most amazing pizzas. From round pies to squares, I'm able to get to temperatures of up to 900 degrees, allowing me to cook the pizzas of my dreams. If you're looking to grow your pizza business, buying an uni makes sense. My past guest Ryan of Sanctuary Pizza has a mobile catering company powered by uni. These powerful ovens are efficient, lightweight, and can be used almost anywhere. Whether you take pizza seriously like me or want to run a pizza operation like Ryan, uni is the choice for you. Use the link in the show notes and join the uni community. My second show sponsor is Cordo Olive Oil. At first, I didn't believe that olive oil mattered. It wasn't until I got educated and learned about the difference between commodity oil and Cordo's fresh squeezed olive oil that I ditched the supermarket stuff. Today, I only use Cordo olive oil when it comes to making my dough and even doing a post-baked drizzle. Mm. I have even made some amazing pesto with it. Oh my goodness. Cordo's high quality olive oil does really elevate anything it touches. My buddy Chris, who runs a slice of New Jersey, just switched over to Cordo. Not only is he getting quality, but he ended up saving money by switching over too. If you're still unsure of the difference, pizza operators can sign up for a free olive oil tasting. Use the link in the show notes to learn more. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my show sponsors and supporting this show. From that moment on, I had a little less than a week to prepare for this catering gig. If I had to put a ballpark on the number of hours I worked, I would say it was about 40 hours. And I may have even worked more if you include the times where I was just thinking about the event. I kid you not, every spare moment I had was spent on this event. Prep came down to doing calculations, making dough, buying supplies, weighing ingredients, writing standard operating procedures, packing, communicating with the client, meeting with the client, and testing out the menu the night before with friends. It was nonstop. I knew that my brand was on the line, so I had to make sure everything was going to go smoothly. One of the hardest and most time-consuming things was accepting a request for a clam bacon pizza. The client's parents were from the East Coast, New Haven, and they were like, can you do a clam pie for us? I said, sure, why not? wanted to make sure that my client was happy, and since I was charging them money, I said, why not? Let's go for it. I spent so many hours sourcing, cleaning, cutting, and testing out this clam pie. Not only was it a hassle to work with, but it definitely ate into my margins. But damn, was it good though. If you've never worked with live clams before, you're in for a treat. So many things can go wrong. If your clams aren't opening, throw them away. If too many clams aren't opening, throw the entire batch away. You gotta clean the clams. I'm talking about numerous times soaking them in salt water, 
making sure when you open them up, people aren't getting a bite of sand along with their clam. I just had so much anxiety making sure the clams were perfect and that no one got sick. Ultimately though, I came up with some fire. After cleaning them, I boiled them up with some Pinot Noir, garlic, and bacon. I strained the liquids, kept a little bit, and then I hit it with some heavy cream. I strained that again and reserved that sauce as a base. And so for the day of, I would hit the pizza dough with a base, throw some of that clam, garlic, and bacon mix, and then I layered on some canned clams because I found that it would add a little bit of chew and brininess, and then I baked it off. Finally, I threw some parsley and lemon post-bake, and goddamba, it was bomb. But again, so much work and anxiety working with fresh clams. I'm better off for it because I have this new skill, but it was a pain. But going into this event, I can't thank myself enough for doing all the prep that I did. The single most important thing I did was create standing operating procedures for my team. This included a checklist, a schedule, individual duties, and ingredients for the pizza. As the point person for the event, I'm in charge of delegating tasks for my team. And if I have limited time to work with them because we don't work every day together, then I really need to make sure my vision and my instructions are super clear. My team and I had practiced making pizza before, but this was the first time we actually did an event together. This is the first time we did anything paid together. And so it was really important to let them know what their duties were, to be super clear so that things can run as smoothly as possible, and I'm not busy trying to micromanage them. By the time we got down to the event, all we had to do was unpack, set up, and I listed out how to do all of that on these standard operating procedures. I even wrote down what items went to each table. I tried to be as detailed as possible. It took about an hour or so to write, but it paid off. And I can use that again for future events. I really did feel like we were working like a well-oiled machine because of all the prep that I did leading up to that event. Once service started, we were killing it. People were loving the pizza. I even had two people reach out to me and ask if I could cater their next event. Honestly, I couldn't have asked for a smoother service. And before I knew it, the service was over. We packed up in less than an hour, loaded up the cars, unloaded it back in my house, and then I was left to do the dishes. The day went by so quick, and it was hella fun. Now, before we get to the end of the show, I got to talk about profitability. Hey, hey, Pizza Pal. I just want to say thank you for listening to the show so far, and thank you for making it all the way here. Before we get on to the end of the show, I want to remind you all to please leave a rating on the podcast. You could do it right now. Uh, just go ahead and click five stars if you're listening on Spotify or Apple. It will greatly help the show. I appreciate you so much. And if you're looking to buy an uni or a second uni, the affiliate link helps the show so, so much. So please use that anytime you're considering a new oven. All right. Enjoy the rest of the show. As a reminder, the quote for the job was $1,200 and the client ended up tipping me 200 bucks, but the money didn't go very far. I spent $239 on serving materials. That came down to about 20% in, I would call it fixed costs or necessary costs to operate. That included tables, serving plates, utensils, and napkins. 
I also spent $382 on food, which was about 32%. And then I spent $515 on labor, which included paying my staff, not me, $30 an hour plus meals. They worked for me for about eight hours. And that was about 43%. If you're doing the math in your head, you'll notice that I had about 200 something dollars left. And really that was because I got tipped at the end of the day. Now I made a conscious decision not to split tips because I figured since tipping is optional for the client, I shouldn't rely on it to determine what I pay my staff. Instead, I gave my team full transparency on what they'll get for their services and pay them a wage that I would be happy to receive. And so if the tip appears to me at the end of the event, great, more to my bottom line. And if we don't receive a tip, cool. I'll feel good knowing that my team got paid and it'll just mean that I get to take less money home. But that's all good because I don't want to have to rely on it. But this tip really saved me because I would have taken an even bigger L. If you take the 200 something dollars I was left with, I was probably paid around $5 an hour for all of the hours that I put into this event. I had opportunities to make more money, but my lack of experience caused me not to make it. I'm actually proud of the way this turned out because how else am I supposed to learn these lessons? How else am I supposed to learn how to become more profitable without first paying the cost of time and experience? For the next thing, I'll probably spend a lot less money overall and save myself more time. Some of the mistakes I made this time were I probably shouldn't have agreed to requests like a clam pie, but because I did, I bought 12 pounds worth of fresh clams, enough for me to have room to experiment and mess up on. And clams are kind of expensive. I'll definitely make less dough, prep less sauce, cheese, and pepperoni. I ended up bringing about 50 pies for 40 people when I only needed 30. <laughs> Applying those tips as it is would probably save me about 50% ingredient costs or $200. And embarrassingly, I'll admit that I went to the store five times plus ordered from Instacart twice. Amateur hour, am I right? I'll probably cut that down to going to the store twice next time. Once to get everything, the second time to get ice and, and things that don't, that need to be fresh the day of. And by limiting those hours worked, I'll end up with a higher per hour pay for myself. And then finally, for the next gig, I'll already have tables, serving materials. All of that will be paid for, and so more will go to my bottom line. While I did take unnecessary risks and stress myself out to the max and worked countless hours just for $5 an hour, again, I want to reiterate the experience alone was worth it. I managed to create an exceptional time for my clients and their guests by providing great food. Plus, my team had hella fun working, serving pizza, and they got paid. But seriously, most importantly, I gained new skills and knowledge on how to operate. And when I am able to leverage that information, that newfound understanding of catering, I have no doubt in my mind that I'll run a more profitable operation. Does this mean it's time that I go legit? Thank you so much for listening to the show. Catch me on Instagram and let me know what's been dope. I appreciate you. I love you. Until next time. Peace.